Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, good morning. You are listening to McNamara on Money. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm uh, in the studio today uh, with a guest, uh, Mr. Chip Douglas. Uh, we are going through a real-life uh, financial plan, uh, financial situation uh, with a real-life real person. Um, and before we get back to that, though, I just wanted to announce again... Um, I uh, save the date uh, regarding our upcoming social security seminar uh, with Mr. Kurt Zarnowski. Uh, if you would like to register, you can call the office at 781-834-2010. And the dates are Tuesday, April 7th uh, at six o'clock. Uh, and that is at the Caskin Flagon in Marshfield. And the other uh, time and location is Wednesday, April 8th, also at six o'clock and that's at Andiamo restaurant in Chelmsford. Um, so if you would like to register again, you can call the office, uh, 781-834-2010. All right. So back to the plan here. So Chip, um, thank you again for being here today. And we were just talking about, so we were, last last thing we talked about was kind of what you have saved for retirement uh, and how that's allocated. Now we're going to kind of talk about, you know, what are your, um, you know, what's your current income and then what's your future income look like as far as social security? Uh, and, and, and I know that you have a pension in your case, so we'll talk about that. Um, so I, you know, without getting too much into the details, um, 
I'll just, you know, I'll say, you know, both you and your wife work, uh, and between the two of you, it looks like it's about $170,000 roughly is what you guys make between the two of you. And that's, you know, that's gross before any, any taxes or, or deductions or anything, uh, just to give people listening, you know, kind of an idea for where you sit, uh, in, in the world. Um, do you guys, so besides your, your salaries, um, do you guys do any other, any, anything else for income as far as, you know, part-time work, side gigs, uh, rental income, anything like that? No, no that's more just work. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So you mentioned the pension. So, so you have a pension through your current, uh, current employer. Yes. And do you do do you have to put money into that, or does the the company take care of that? Company takes care of it. All right, so that's so that's fully fully employer funded pension. Yes, uh, pretty 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 nice thing uh, these days. You don't you don't see a whole lot of those. Yeah, uh, I got lucky anymore. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and so I know you gave me. You know, we talked just a second there off offline about you know what your options are. Uh, so maybe just to kind of briefly go over that again for you know for listeners. So. So typically when, when you have a pension, you know, from, from an employer, they give you a few different choices on how you can, you know, receive it. Um, so, you know, sometimes you can take it as a, a lump sum and they'll tell you what that amount may be. And they'll say, okay, you can, you know, you can take this amount, um, and you can, you know, typically you can roll it, you know, put it into a retirement plan, you know, like an IRA where you can, you know, invest it yourself and in, in however you see fit. Um, you know, it's going to be tax deferred, um, um, and then when you take the money out, you know, you pay taxes on it. Um, so that's one option is, is the lump sum, you know, so I guess that, you know, the pros and cons of that are, you know, that you have, well, you have the, you know, you have the funds, uh, and basically you have full control over them. Um, if you need money, you can, you can grab it. Um, if not, you can let it sit and you can, you know, and you have control over the investments. Um, you know, the other thing is that, you know, if there's money when you pass away, you know, that can be left, you know, to your spouse or your, you know, your, your heirs. Um, so the other option is, you know, taking it in the form of a, a stream of income. And, and even then, even in that, you know, route, there's a couple, usually a couple of different choices. Um, you could do what's called a single life annuity where they're going to pay you a certain amount uh, per month, every month for as long as you live. And then, you know, if you die, it stops. All right. And they'll, and they'll tell you what that number is, you know, but, you know, so you can make a decision. Another option is you could do what's called a, um, you know, a joint, a joint annuity, you know, with your spouse. And so they'll say, okay, well, we'll pay you a little bit less, but we'll pay you this amount every month for as long as you live. And then if you die, we'll, we'll continue paying that amount to your spouse. So that's a hundred percent joint and survivor annuity. That's, that's an option. Another option might be, you know, maybe like a, a reduced amount. So, you know, if you pass away, they'll continue to pay your spouse, but it might not be the same amount that they were paying you. Maybe they would do 75% or 50%. Usually there's a couple different different ones that you can pick from. And so if you do one of those, then, you know, the amount that they're going to pay you will be a little bit more than that, that a hundred percent joint survivor, because they know they don't have to pay as much, you know, to your spouse if something happens. Um, so, you know, the, the pros and cons of doing it 
that way is well it's you know it's basically guaranteed by the you know by the employer or or the, or the pension company that they're going to make those payments to you for as long as you live they're going to basically shoulder the risk of um, the taking care of the investments you know you don't have to worry about how the money's invested or being handled all you know is that you're going to get a check every month and and that's all you need to know um, so so there's some there's some safety you know, with that one, you don't have to worry about the markets, you know, stock markets. Um, and you know, and you don't have to worry about the money running out, right? It's going to go for as long as you live. It's never going to, it's never going to end. Well, you know, so what are some of the cons? Well, I guess I would say, you know, there's no, you don't have any control or flexibility, you know, so once you initiate those payments, you know, you can't, you can't stop them. You can't increase them. It, it is what it is. Um, so, you know, if, you know, the, you're going to pay taxes on that money, you know, whether, whether you need it or not, it's just going to keep coming in. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, there's, there's no way to leave it for like a, for like a, a child or, 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 or an heir. Uh, you can't, like I said, you can do it for the spouse, you know, you can continue the payments for the spouse, but there's not going to be any kind of a lump sum, you know, um, amount left for, for a spouse or an heir. Um, so I, I think you said you haven't really, you're not really sure which way, which way you're leaning, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I've, I've thought about it, but I, it's, a little confusing for me right now, so okay. I'm not sure. I mean, part of me tells me to take the lump sum and and figure it out, and but I just I don't know. I still have time to think about that. So, so what we typically do uh, when we, when when we're you know working with somebody that has 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 a pension is you know we'll run it in the program alongside everything else you know so we try to try to fix as many variables as we can uh, or have as many constants as we can and then we'll come back and we'll run that both ways we'll say okay if you take it as a lump sum and invest it and you know uh, earn, you know, a conservative rate of return. How does that work with the rest of your life? And, and, you know, add that into your projection. And so that's one scenario. And then we can come back and say, okay, what if you take the annuity, take, take the stream of income and plug that in and show you how that works alongside everything else that's going on. And basically I think that's the best way to really analyze it is how does it fit in, you know, with the rest of your life? So that's, that's number one, you know, how does it work? math wise, financially speaking, then you go back and then you consider those, you know, those pros and cons and say, well, which one makes sense for me based on, you know, based on my family, uh, and based on, you know, just what, what sounds right to me, you know, what, you know, which one do I like better? Uh, and you have to take, kind of take all that into consideration before you make a decision. So for now, um, I have plugged it in as a stream of income. All right, so I, I you gave me a number. Um, it was like thirteen fifty a month, uh, starting at age sixty seven. Uh, was that is that the? Do you know if is that the hundred? Is that just based on your life, Chip, or does that include a spousal benefit? Uh, that one is just on me. Okay, so that's what we'll, that's what we'll go with for now, just because that's the only number I have, and that's fine. Um, you know, we could certainly run the other ones at some point and see if one makes sense versus the other. In general, if somebody's opting for the annuity, you know, we would we would recommend that they that they take a spousal benefit, uh, just because that's you know that's the more conservative approach. Um, you know, because if 
if something happened to you uh, and you guys, you know, you and your wife are relying on that income, you know, if that goes away, that's a pretty significant hit uh, to her, you know, her financial plan uh, down the road. Yeah, that's that's why part of me says grab the whole lump sum. Okay. Um, but I, I still don't know. I'm, okay. I'll try to dig it up. I thought I took a screenshot of it. If I can find it on my phone, I'll show it to you. Okay. All right. So for now, we're going to assume that you take, you know, Take the take the pension, uh, and so I've plugged that in. So it's roughly sixteen thousand dollars a year is what they're projecting uh, that you would get in this particular scenario. All right, so that's what we're going to run. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Social Security. So you gave me some figures at age sixty-seven, which for you is probably that's probably that's full retirement age for you and your wife based on when you were born. Yes. All right. So for you. Um, We've got, it's about just under $2,600 a month uh, at full retirement age. So that's what we're going to assume. Um, Now, where did you get those numbers? Did you get those off of a statement or did you go online? I went online. Okay, great. um, Social security. Yes. It gives you an idea. Yes. A lot of people don't know that you can do that. Um, You just go, you go to ssa.gov. It's pretty simple. It is, but it is simple. Um, You know, people... You know, they stopped. They stopped mailing out the paper statements a while back. I mean, they still do, but now it's only every like five years, I think, uh, versus every year. Uh, so now, if you want to get a get a picture for what uh, what you might be looking at, uh, you need to go. You know, go online. Um, and I, I know you can set up a you can set up a, an actual login where you can do some run some more scenarios and do some different different things. But you can even just get in there without logging in just to just to run a, a quick uh, quick estimates. You do have to you do have to plug in your social security number uh, and yeah. your birthday, but um, but yeah, then they'll give you. Other than that, it was pretty pretty simple. I mean, this yep. is what we printed off. Yep. Okay. So you know, it our, actually it actually tells you how much you made each year too. Mine didn't come out that way, but my wife's did Okay, from the time she started working. Yes. And it's, which is a good reminder, you know, it's a good idea to check that every once in a while because they might've, they might've missed something. Um, you know, so if we go back and look at what they're showing for your history of, of income, if you see, you know, a year or something where there's a zero and, and you're like, well, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And if you're like, well, there wasn't any years. Yeah. So there's, you've got a zero on here. Or, I don't know if this is you or your wife, but yeah, it's her. It's, um, it's funny you say that. Cause she, she's looking at it and she was like, I didn't work that year. Yeah. No. And she was going back. She was, oh, that's the year I went to school. Okay. So that's, yeah. so that was, so that was accurate in yeah. her case. But it's possible. I mean, they they're not infallible. I mean, they could mess up. Uh, so it's a it's a good idea to look at this and make sure that the numbers look right because, you know, that's what they're that's how they're calculating your benefit is based on what you earned and how much you paid into the system. Uh, so it's always good to you know kind of take a look at that and make sure that what they have is is accurate. Um, so just just to kind of you know tell you, Chip. So you know, sixty two is the earliest you can collect. Um, and then there's, you know, your quote unquote full retirement age. So for you, for you and your wife, it's 67. And so between 62 and 67, they increase your benefit by roughly 6% per year. So it's a pretty, pretty significant increase. And then you also have the option of deferring all the way up until age 70. So 70 would be the maximum benefit that you could possibly receive. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so sixty-seven. So we're going to assume sixty-seven for you, even though even though you might retire at sixty-five. So basically, there's a, a two-year sort of waiting period. Yeah, I was. Um, 
hoping if everything goes right, it'd be nice to be able to retire a little early and not have to draw off uh, other money until it um, until it maximizes. But. Uh, other money meaning meaning the Social Security or yeah, the 401k? Uh, both. Okay. Either or, you know, one or the other. Okay. And, 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 and that would probably necessitate you working, doing something part-time, right? Yes. Yeah, in order to make that work. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're going to assume that you start all right, let's see. So 67 for chip. All right, so 67 is when you're going to start collecting full retirement age. And for Joanna, we'll do the same thing, 67? Yes, please. All right, so we're going to assume you start collecting at full retirement age. You know, again, our you know general advice on Social Security is, you know, we would always tell people, you know, wait as long as you can. Uh, to start collecting just because it is a pretty substantial increase, you know, for every year that you defer. And that's also, you know, that's income that's going to stay with you, you know, for the rest of your life. So, you know, you want to try to, you know, uh, maximize that as, as best you can. Um, all right. So let's talk about expenses. Um, I know, so yeah, normally, you know, we have people fill out like a, a detailed, you know, budget worksheet so we can kind of, and we don't, you know, we don't care where people spend their money, but we just want to, we want to know what the figures are. Um, and so I, I don't think we have that for you and that's okay. But we talked a little bit about, well, you know, for most people, you know, they have their income, they, you know, basically you subtract your taxes off of that, you know, so you kind of know what that is roughly. Um, and then you subtract out, you know, any retirement savings that you're doing. And so we know what that is. And then, you know, more or less, you know, people kind of spend, you know, what's left. Uh, so that's, that's for now, you know, that's, that's a simplistic way of doing it. Uh, but for, for you, for today, that's, that's what we're going to do. That's probably, um, that is my scenario. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that's most people's yeah. scenario, right? I mean, you, you, hopefully, hopefully you're socking away some money for retirement, which you are. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you're basically, basically spending the rest and as long, you know, and hopefully you're not accruing debt along the way, which, which you're not. Um, you're basically, you know, you just have your, you know, your standard mortgage and a couple of car payments and, and nothing else. So that's, I mean, that's, I think that's probably a lot of households, you know, what they look like. Um, so I, you know, I did, the, I ran the math and I figured that what that equates to is that you spend about $7,000 a month on just whatever, you know, that's everything. That's food, that's travel, that's, you know, uh, going out to eat, that's, you know, entertainment, that's buying clothes. Um, I've also got, um, you know, household expenses, you know, that's utilities, that's gas for the car, that's everything. Uh, the only thing that's, that's not in there, uh, that's in addition to that would be like the car payments and the mortgage uh, and the real estate taxes. So 7,000 in addition to that. But that's what basically makes the, the math line up uh, so that you're kind of break even. Um, so that's what we're gonna assume for now. Um, all right, so let's take a look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a cash flow report here and see what it looks like. So just bear with me one second. All right, so this says, so looking at, we're gonna start with 2020 just to kind of make sure that we have a good baseline in the system as far as what we've entered. So for 2020, uh, so between you and your wife, it looks like your gross salary is $172,000, all right? So that's the money coming coming in. Then 
we've got, let's see, I've got about $110,000. No, excuse me. Let's let's say $116,000 worth of expenses. All right. That's everything, you know, everything, you know, that you spend money on. Then we've got about 14, a little over $14,000 that you're going to put into retirement plans between you and your wife total. All right. And then the program uh, says, you know, your tax liability for the year. So this is, this is federal income tax, state income tax, social security tax, and Medicare tax. This is every, you know, all, you know, so this is income tax and payroll taxes comes to about 41,000. Big number, right? Yeah, it is. If, if you look at it. Um, but with all those numbers, that basically says you're break even. All right. So you put about $14,000 into retirement and you spent the rest and, and paid your taxes and paid all your bills. All right. Including the car payments and everything. All right. So I think that that's, that's probably roughly the way your life is working, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, more, more or less. Um, so, and then we, you know, we plugged in as far as future expenses, we plugged in those car payments, you know, down the road, you know, cause those are, those are pretty significant. And then we need to look at the, um, the real estate transaction. All right. So 2020 looks pretty good. 2021, it's going to look roughly this. Actually, let me ask you a question. So on your, on your salary and your wife's salary, would you say that those, um, go up a little bit each year? With inflation or? Mine has. Okay. Um, mine, I mean, knock on linoleum. Mine is. <laughs> this uh, linoleum, Tim? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. It's it's un- yeah. unknown. It's undefined. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine has gone up. I've gotten a raise every year since I've been there. Okay. Um, it's right around 2, 2%. 2%? Okay. And I'll. It's not guaranteed, but so far it's been that way. Sure. Okay. And how about your wife? She she has gotten a raise so far. I don't really know. All I know is she does make more than me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Two um, percent. You think? That's probably fair. You okay with that? I mean, if we do that, then basically it's. In, in our scenario that we've laid out, you know, it is going to increase, but it's not quite keeping up with inflation, right? Because we assumed, you know, like 2.7, uh, you know, on inflation. And so if we say your expenses are going up 2%, it's not going to quite keep up, keep up but, it, you know, we want to try to, you know, align it, you know, as realistically as we can with what's actually going on. So like, for example, if we have you guys earning 172000 this year with a 2% increase next year, it's like 175,000. And so we have that basically going on, you know, for the next eight or nine years, you know, until, until retirement. All right. So 2021 looks virtually the same as this year, um, you know, index for inflation. All right. So then the, the kind of the, the interesting year is 2022. Cause that's when we've assumed, you know, the, the move, you know, that you sell the house and move. So in 2022, uh, and we didn't even, we didn't even talk about, basically we assumed your jobs stay the same. Um, cause I know you're going to be moving, you know, to, to a different state. Uh, but I'm assuming that your income yeah, my, is going to stay the same. Mine is going to drop just a little bit okay. because, uh, it's going to be, if my, what I'm hoping to do is transfer Okay, and they pay a little bit less. It's only a, a, I think it's two bucks an hour less. Okay. Um, then up here. Okay. For the same job. Yep. Um, 
they did tell me that they're trying to up that just because the talent pool is getting small. Okay. Um, so they're trying to 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 up that to to get more people in there, but um, I'm not sure. And her job, hers might go down. Um, okay. If she sticks with the same thing that she's doing. Yep. Um, she's doing some research on that now, though, to figure that out. So I was just doing some quick math on on yours. So like if, if it go if it if it does go down two dollars an hour, that's about about a four thousand dollar a year decrease. Uh, you know roughly. Um, so I can you know I can put that factor that in here if you think that that's what it's going to look like. It would be safe. Okay. Uh, all right. So I'll put that in here. And then what you know we talked a little bit about you potentially working part-time, you know, at, at 60, you know, after 65, what, um, what do you want to use for a, for a number for that? Oh, I don't even know what they get at, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to do. Cause I, I was, I don't know if I want to, you know, build things and sell them, you know, trailers or something, okay. or do I want to work at a home depot? Yeah. Um, I would definitely have to do something. Um, so I'm, I don't even know. I haven't even thought of that. Mm, I mean, would you say it's it's conservative to say you could you could earn you know twenty thousand a year? Yeah. Okay. Um. So twenty thousand a year, and and you're comfortable doing that for five years? Oh yes. Uh, okay, you know what? Sounds like we're almost t- we're ready for a break. Um, we only have one more segment left. All right, we're getting we're getting towards the end here, and then we can we can kind of see what this looks like. All right, we will take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, so we have a live in the studio guest, uh, Mr. Chip Douglas. Uh, that is an alias. So any real Chip Douglases out there, please don't be offended. Um, and we are running through a financial plan with him. This is the first time we've met, um, and we've just kind of been going through and inputting his data into our financial planning software. And we've got to the you know the point in the uh, in the show here where we're we're starting to actually look at his cash flow uh, for the next few years and seeing you know what kind of a what kind of a place he's in. Um, now he's he's not able to see my screen, um, but I'm looking at you know some detailed numbers here as far as what his um, cash flow looks like. And so before we uh, uh, went to the break there, we were just about to get to uh, the year 2022 uh, when Chip and his wife were thinking about uh, selling their house uh, up here in the uh, South Shore area uh, and heading down uh, heading down south a little bit uh, and buying, buying a, a less expensive property. Um, and so... So in 2022, what what I've got projected here, Chip, is you're going to sell your house for 417,000. All right, so that's 400,000 dollars today with a two percent per year uh, growth rate. So 417 is what you sell it for, and that's gross. Then at that point, you're going to pay off the mortgage, and I fig- the so the the math says that the the mortgage balance at that point will be 184,000 dollars. All right, so it's 200 now. You're gonna be making payments for the next two years. So you're gonna pay that off. You are going to buy a property down south for $225,000. And we figured, oh, and then I, you know, I took the commission out of there. uh, You know, the 5% commission for selling the house, which is about $21,000. So that comes out. And 
we so, so far we've tentatively agreed that you take out a mortgage uh, down south for for a hundred thousand dollars. So starting in that year, you're going to have to start you know start making payments on that hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Um, but now, so right right now, your mortgage comes to about sixteen thousand dollars a year, just the principal and interest. All right, so that's what you're paying now. And I figure based on a hundred thousand, you're going to be paying about it's going to be about nine thousand dollars a year. So. Even though, even though you do, you are going to have a payment. It's you know significantly less than than what you're paying now. So that's going to help you know help cash flow out. That's going to help offset you know if you're going to take a a, a pay pay cut uh, by moving down there. This is going to help offset that, uh, which would be nice. Um, but I figure even even with that, even with the pay cut, you're still going to have you know a few thousand dollars a year of surplus you know, relative to what you have now. Uh, because also we talked about um, your real estate taxes going down. So a couple couple of good things there. Um, I figure, so like in 2023, in that new life, the program says you're gonna have about a $7,000 surplus. You know, so seven thousand dollars more than you have now because of because of the decreased cost in the mortgage and in the taxes. Um, about the same thing in twenty twenty four and and actually in twenty twenty five it actually goes up because I think a car payment goes away. They're saying you have about thirteen thousand that year because you don't have a car payment. So we need to talk about what you do with that money. Uh, per, you know, you could spend it obviously. One comment I had for you uh, earlier, or um, just looking at you, what you have for assets. So you have your money in the bank. That's great. You know, about twenty-five thousand, and then the rest of your, you know, financial assets are all in retirement accounts. You know, four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs, IRAs, and you know, for any of those monies, you know, when you go to pull them out in retirement, they're you know they're taxed as as income. And so one thought I had was that. You don't have any, you know, investment money that you could, you know, get your hands on um, that you're not going to have to pay income tax on. So one thing you could potentially do with those surpluses for those three years is, you know, put them into. Well, you could always put them in cash and, and put it and build up your cash reserves. I'm okay with that. But another another option would be to actually invest them in like a like a brokerage account. You know, a, a Chip and Joanna. Um, Brokerage account, you know, reinvest in, you know, stocks and bonds. You know, you know, ho- hopefully try to, you know, grow that money and and have a, another little pot of money that you can grab from in retirement, where you're not going to pay income tax if you need it. So say, you know, obviously we laid out this plan and it's never going to be, it's never going to go exactly to plan. Um, things will things will happen. Um, maybe you want to go on a trip. Maybe you want to give money to a kid, uh, something like that. And you know, if you do that, and you know, all you have is retirement money to take from. Every time you take money out, you're going to have to gross it up, you know, by you know, twenty percent or whatever it is to to get what you need because you got to pay taxes on it. So maybe if you can build up this other little pot of money, it gives you some some tax flexibility. Uh, so this says, you know, theoretically. You could save, you know, twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars if if you put your mind to it uh, over the over those that three year period of time. Um, so that's that's just something you know something to think about. All right. So then after that, let's see. This uh, so in so let's look at retirement or sort of retirement. So when you turn sixty five and you stop working, actually, so the first the full year of retirement would be twenty twenty seven. We have you working part-time, making $20,000 a year. 
Joanna's still working. But this says in order to, you know, in order to live your life, because you haven't started collecting social security yet, you'd have to take about $32,000 out of your 401k in, or, in order to, you know, if, we, if your expenses stay as they are now. All right, so that's a pretty big chunk of money to take out of there. Um, so, you know, a couple of ways to, to mitigate that are, well, you could, you know, you could always accelerate social security. That's one. Or you make more than, you know, make more than $20,000 uh, in that part-time job. Um, the other thing is, well, maybe it's not the end of the world and we, and we won't know that until we look at the full, you know, the full projection. Um, you know, taking 32,000 a year, you know, out of a pot that's, you know, if it's 355, you know, you know, if you're taking 10%, that's going to be hard to sustain. But it, but if that's just one or two years, you know, it might be okay. And uh, we'll have to look at the long-term, you know, ramifications. In 2028, you start collecting social security. Um, it's not, a, that's a partial year based on your birth, based on your birthday. Um, a full year of social security would start in 2029 and this estimates that it's about $36,000 at that point, you know, in, in the future. Um, and we still have you working, um, you know, making that roughly $20,000 a year. The pension has started about $16,000 a year. Uh, but this says, you know, you've got to take about, let's see, I mean, this is saying you got to take about $70,000 out of your um, retirement plan between you and Joanna. That's a big, that's a big chunk to take. So we didn't reduce any of your expenses. In reality, they probably, some, you know, something could be reduced if needed. Um, but let's take a look at the big long-term picture and see what it says. Okay. So it says, based on this trajectory, if you guys live to those life expectancies that we talked about, I think it was, what did we say, 85 for you and 88 for 88 Joanna? Years. Yes, okay. So this says you guys are on a pretty good path, uh, at, least, at least while you're alive. Then it looks like, so because if you pass away and there's, this assumes no survivor to Joanna, because uh, we just we just did the single life. So this says without the pension, and if you pass away first, you know Joanna's just going to have one social security. You know yours is going to go away. She's just going to have hers, uh, or, or whichever one's bigger. Uh, but you're not going to have two. So this says with one social security and no pension, that she's only going she's only going to have a year or two that she's going to be okay uh, before the money runs out. Uh, after after you're gone, um, so, which means you know if she if she's going to live until 88, she's got about three or four years where she's she's short. You know all she's going to have is social security, and she's basically out of financial assets. With that being said, you would have equity in the property. This you know this doesn't you know this doesn't get into that. Um, but if you buy you know if you're buying a house that's two and a quarter uh, at that point down the road, the mortgage we've pretty much paid off. Um, you know, so you would have a couple hundred thousand dollars or more uh, of equity that you could potentially tap into. Um, and so you could, you know, she could always sell it, um, you know, reverse mortgage, um, uh, you know, and so there are, there are some options there, but this says on this current path, uh, there are potentially a few years at the, at the end where she could be short. Um, do you have any reactions or comments to that? 
Well, I could, um, on my um, pension, I mean, I could split that up. I just got to figure out what the... Um, the best way to do that, right? So yeah, so one yeah, so one potential uh, solution, yeah, is is doing you know going with the um, a joint a joint option on on the pension, or the other one that we that we didn't look at is you know take if if you take a lump sum, does that change this? Uh, so we could certainly look at that. Um, I don't know if we have time. Yeah, we might have time. So let's let's. Um, Let's try that just real quick. I know we I know we don't know the other figures for the joint and survivor, but let's try a let's try a pension. Uh, let's try the lump sum. Okay. I think you said you kind of know what that number is. Yeah, I believe it's a hundred and hundred and twenty. I think. Okay. All right. So I thought, let me see if I can change that. So I'm basically I'm going to. If it's not hundred and twenty, it's definitely hundred and twelve. Okay. So I'm going to take the pension out, and we're going to drop some extra money into your retirement account. And 330, okay. Let's see, so I'm gonna do that and let's see what that does. It, so it was a fairly I would say that was a fairly insignificant change. Okay. Uh, it's they're still they're still showing roughly those four years of of shortfall at the at you know w- once you're gone, um, and the social security goes away, uh, that Joanna is gonna gonna have a shortfall. Um, there wasn't it wasn't a meaningful difference okay. uh, one versus the other. Uh, but, and I, I did one hundred and ten thousand is what is what I did for the for the figure. Okay. Um, so I would say that it's not not a you know financially speaking not a big difference one way or the other. So I would argue you know you would need to look at those you know those pros and cons. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, okay. So well, well the, the one that we didn't do was if you did a uh, a joint and survivor. So we can try that. Let's see. So let me put the four hundred one k back to what it is today. And on the pension, so I know what it was based on you know just your life expectancy. I'm gonna have to make a guess uh, as what it would. So it's gonna be a reduced amount. You know, it's not gonna be as big uh, based on uh, based on two lives. Uh, so I'm just gonna have to make a guess here. So right now it was like a little over sixteen thousand a year is what it would be for a hundred percent. You know, just you. Um, and you, yeah, you didn't know those numbers. Let's say I'm gonna make a guess. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it thirteen thousand a year, Chip. I mean, that's that's really just a guess. Um, but I'm gonna say that that has. Yeah, I'm still trying to find it. I know I have it somewhere, but I'm gonna say that's a hundred percent survivor. And let's see what that does. Yeah, it um, you know it actually it actually looks it looks roughly the same. So they in all those in all three of those scenarios they all look roughly the same. Uh, you know, similar similar situation at the end where you know once you know once you're not around. Um, I have it here if you can see it. Yeah, it phone. might be tough to look at this. You know, while while we're talking here. Um, oh, so this is now this one here says so this is for you, right? Yes. Okay. And this says scenario one. Now, in some of these, they have these are bigger lump sums than we talked about. Um, 
So I don't know what's different there. These these say like two hundred thousand lump sum. Um, that's an actual screenshot off of the uh, okay page. This might so that's accurate. Maybe that's something we could look we could look at afterwards. Okay, it's just hard for me to look at that uh, right now on on the while we're doing this. Um, so okay, here's one other thing we could do. You know, we talked about that uh, that those monies that you're going to have uh, potentially surplus over the next couple of years. Let me talk. Let's let me save those and invest those. Uh, you know what I did? This is accurate number. The number I gave you is yep. if I retired like. Soon. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, 100000 Yep. That was um, if I retired soon. This is if I hang. Soon, meaning like in the next year or two? Or? Yeah, like yesterday. <laughs> okay, but you're, pl- but, you're, but you're planning on working for at least yes, for another I, seven uh, years or yeah, so. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I think what I did was uh, probably had a bad day and say, you know what, what I just pack up and go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... It's funny, because, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. When we talk to people, we're like, you know, when do you retire? And they're like, uh, today uh, yeah. or yesterday. And it's like, yeah. Some sometimes you, yeah, you, sometimes you just have rough, rough weeks, right? Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go in and see if we maybe save, uh, if we save those surpluses um, for the next couple of years, and let's see what that does, if anything. So, all right. Give me one sec. Bear with me. So we're going to, I'm going to stick it in. If I stick it in your savings account just for now, and I'll give it some kind of a, some kind of a rate of return just for our sake of argument. Actually, no, we'll leave it at zero for now. And let's see what it does. All right, let's take a look. All right, so that actually, well, it, it buys you about a year at the end. You know, we, in most of these scenarios, it's been showing about four years of, uh, of a shortfall. Um, but by saving that money uh, over the next three, you know, once you move down south and you have about three years before you retire, uh, if you can save that money, it says that that buys you about an extra year at the end. Uh, you know, at, for her, for her. Okay. Yes. So it was something. I mean, it was something. It doesn't. It doesn't solve your problem completely. Right. Uh, but it. But it was helpful. Um, you know, obviously the big. The biggest things. So the biggest things that you can do to fix this, uh, if you're concerned about it, uh, is. You know, save more now while you're working, and you can. Uh, so that's one thing, and that's something we can run. You know, if you're saving, you know, twelve percent in your four hundred one k, and Joanna's saving, I think it was five or six percent, or maybe it was more than that. But if we increase those, that potentially has long term ramifications on on you know building building wealth and building those portfolios, and so they're compounding and and hopefully getting bigger. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing is working longer. Uh, in your current capacity or, you know, working longer in retirement or earning more, right? That's, that's, that's probably the biggest thing is earning money in retirement that means less withdrawals because those are some pretty, pretty big withdrawals that we saw in this particular, you know, the way that we have this oh, laid yeah, out. If you're taking those big chunks out, obviously there's less money that's invested and growing uh, for for future, and so I think if you if you can earn more in retirement, that's going to probably that's probably going to go the long you know the longest as far as is let, making list look better. Let me better. ask you a question. Yes, on the four hundred one k, 
Is it worth taking all that out in one lump sum? Uh, meaning to do what with it? Uh, just to, so it's there because if I die, it yeah. dies, right? So if it's in the 401k, it is, you know, it's tax sheltered, right? So it's grow, it's growing, it's invested and you don't have to pay taxes on it until you pull it out. If you were to take all that money out, by taking it out, you mean taking it out and just putting it in the bank? Yes. Yeah, so by doing that, you're gonna have to pay taxes on all that money in one lump sum. So if you take out, you know, 300,000 or $400,000 and put it in the bank, that's gonna all get added to your taxable income uh, for that year. And you're gonna have to pay a lot of money on, you know, a lot of money in taxes. Uh, so I would tell you that's that would not not be a good plan. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you're just trying to get more control of it, I mean, you can always move it, you know, move it to an IRA uh, where, you, where you've got full control and it's not, not associated with work anymore. Uh, and Does just, that money go to her? So that, that you would you would have to name her as a beneficiary. Um, she is. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so as long as she's named as a beneficiary, then yes, that money would go to her. Okay. And, and even if something happens to you, she can, you know, she can put it into an IRA uh, in her name and keep it keep it tax deferred. Uh, so yes, as long as she's named okay. as, as beneficiary. Um, yeah. So. So with these um, numbers that I <laughs> gave you the wrong numbers on. Yep. That. It's going to change a lot. It sure is. So, okay. Because it's pretty much it. what I have here for scenario one is 62. Scenario two is uh, retire at 65. And then I have the 67. And 65 seems to be the key number because it's 221,000 in one lump sum. And as a 50-50 joint survivor, yep. it's 11, 11.13 to me. And then five fifty six to her. Okay, actually, that's there's a bunch. They got seventy five percent, hundred. Well, there's a hundred percent joint survivor, which I'm. That's a hundred thousand. I don't understand it, but it's showing at a hundred hundred percent joint survivor. It's a thousand dollars a month to me, and a thousand dollars a month to her. Right. So whatever, yeah, whatever you're getting, she's going to get. Now that's yeah. actually a little bit less than we were than we were projecting before, because you had given me a number of like thirteen fifty a month um, at sixty seven. So are those numbers that you're looking at now? I'm looking at, at sixty five. You're looking at sixty five. Okay. Yeah. So at sixty seven, they would they should be at sixty five to thirteen thirteen. Okay. At joint sixty seven. You mean sixty seven? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So well, it gives me forty different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, yes, they they do. But the lump sum one was significantly more than, yeah, the, than the number that you were estimating before. Yeah, lump sum is uh, 221. Okay, and that's at 67? Five. At 65. It's okay. 229 at 67. Okay, all right. So, I mean, that... It's only a $9,000 difference, or $8,000 difference. That one could potentially change, you know, potentially change these numbers a little bit uh, if you do that. I think, um, I mean, we can we can probably have to do a little bit of this, you know, offline afterwards. We can do it remotely or uh, however you want to handle that. But um, I think we, sh we can run a couple more scenarios with those updated numbers and just give you some more information to, you know, hopefully help you make a decision. I mean, you're, I mean, you're, years away from making the decision, but but it's still good to kind of know what you're up against. Oh yeah, if, I mean, if I got to start putting something away, I need to, to know. I think, I think, you know, once you move down, once you move and you're gonna have some 
you know, reductions in your expenses, I think it would be smart to try to save that money as be- or at least most of it uh, and, tr- and try to sock it away um, either either in the bank uh, or like I said, in potentially in like a like an investment account, you know, that's, you know, like in a chip in, in Joanna, um, you know, so it's a non-retirement account. Um, it'd just be nice to have that little extra pot of money in retirement that's not in a retirement plan. Um, and so I think that that's something to potentially look at uh, down down the road. Um, other than that, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, the things that are going to affect your plan are working longer, saving more, spending less. Um, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, those are the, those are the three biggest, uh, factors. Um, the three things I didn't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times people say, well, what if I just, you know, what if I earn more on my money? Right. Cause that's because theoretically that's, you know, you don't have to work for that one. Right. That's you know, trying to earn more on your money means, you know, taking more risk. That's the only way, there's no other way around it. And, and that's, you know, to me, that's not, that's not the prudent thing to do. Um, you know, specifically as you're getting closer to, you know, you're getting oh, yeah, closer to retirement. If you do something like that and who knows another beer virus will come through. <laughs> is that what, is that what they're calling it these days? Uh, well, the coronavirus. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if Corona, if they've been impacted at all, uh, if their sales are down, uh, if people are, uh, people are that, thinking that way. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. So, all right. So here's what we'll do. Um, I think, after you know, after the show, at some point, we will get together and we can run these scenarios in a little more detail, just because it's tough to do everything you know on the on the radio while we're talking. Um, my short story, I guess, my short story for you today is that you guys are in pretty good shape. It looks like you got. If you want to do a little bit of work, you can shore up. Uh, you know what what looks like a little bit of a shortfall uh, at the end there, uh, and basically all that means is. Um, you know, trying to save a little bit more money over the next couple of years uh, while while you're still working, because once you know, once you stop working, you know, cash flow is going to go down. Um, you know, that's just kind of the way it is for most people. You know, you've got that, you got the the time and the and the, and the money to do it now, um, and because probably you're spending some money on discretionary things. Which is fine. I mean, that's what everybody does. But if you, you know, if you make it a make it a point uh, to do that, you, you, I'm sure you can do it. Uh, even if it's, you know, a few hundred dollars a month or, or whatever it is, that that'll add up, right? Over the right. next, over so the these, next. These numbers that we're talking are, are pretty much living the same lifestyle. Yes. Yes. Because I have a good lifestyle. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so if you if you say yeah and you might be okay with that and you say all right well at some point i'm going to have to reduce my lifestyle which is pretty pretty common that people do right as they get older as i get older i'm going to be forced to do it anyways right. cuz i'm just going to be slower right you're not going to be doing as much probably a lot of times that gets replaced with medical bills but um, or at least at least a piece of it but yeah people don't travel as much um, they're not as active for the most part and so yeah so your expenses probably will go down at some point um you know, with the exception of, you know, if you have, you know, kids or grandkids, um, you know, that's oftentimes where some of that money goes. Um, okay, so, yeah, so short story is, uh, I'd say you are in pretty good shape, uh, but there's always, you know, some improvements that can be made. Um, we can take a look at these investment allocations and things like that offline and make sure that you're all set. But I'm glad I did this. Thank all right, you. awesome. Thank well, you. thank you again for, for being here. Um, all right, so I guess the sound of the music sounds like we're just about out of time. Uh, so again, thank you, Chip, and um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.